You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Part two of the Attacking Scrum podcast is always heads up. So it's the latest news from, from Welsh Rugby. I'm going to start, though, with a story from, well, something that affects not just Wales, but all the teams in the Six Nations. And this, of course, is the introduction of bonus points, which will start in the very next Six Nations in 2016. Dan, what do you make of that? Do we need to, uh, do we need to bring this in at this stage? What? Well... It's a big thing for me. I think I think it's a great idea. I don't think there's anything to be lost by by bringing in bonus points, is there? Everyone no. seems everyone seems to point to the last couple of Super Saturdays as being um, particularly exciting because sides are going out for to score tries and to win points difference. Why not try and bring that in on a weekly basis? Yeah, they were great. They were great times, weren't they? Yeah, there was, so there's been some really good some really good days. Yeah, I suppose. I just I just love the I just love the tournament for uh, for what it is, but. It's, I guess it's quite progressive, isn't it? And it should uh, should kick it on, make it more exciting. I think so. And if I'm honest, I think it's a bit of a long time coming. It's something that... You would have brought it in I'd brought it in earlier. a while ago, yeah. I, I think where you've got a settled... You know, you've got, you know which six sides are in it. You know when they're going to be playing. The problem that we've had is that there's been, you know, some pretty stagnant rugby at times. Why not incentivise sides to to chuck it around a bit? Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, yeah, it's the tournaments, yeah, some of the tournaments of late have been pretty dire. Well, they? not just of late. I mean, okay, look, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you really enjoy watching a nine six scrum fest, but we're the pur- the purists, right? Yeah. And in order for the game to be successful, you have to appeal to the masses. And the easiest way to to get people excited about rugby is with tries. Do you think um, all the sides will be uh, in favour of this? Well, you could. Well, yeah, I don't see why not. Actually, right? England are going to fancy it the way they're running in tries for fun. Be loving it, yeah. Ireland, likewise. Yeah. Scotland chuck the ball around nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Italy, I think, will 
benefit from picking up the odd point here and there with a losing bonus point or knowing actually that there's still an opportunity to take some points by throwing the ball around. France, it's it's really hard to know what to make of France, but they should. They should if it's in you yeah. know if they play anything like the well, the skills that they have as individuals and what they've historically played. Yeah, I mean Wales are the one who are in the biggest the biggest trouble with it. Surely, you're, prob- you're, you're probably right. Yeah, with um, with more of the teams going out and are, and are playing this attacking style as well, there'll probably be uh, a few more errors in there as well. So yeah. people will pick up on the counters. Um, yeah, all right, you persuaded me. Well, good. good. I think so. Another thing, I'm. It kind of goes hand in hand with the with the the bonus point thing is the issue of promotion and relegation. So I'm going to bring that up now as well. Is that something you'd like to you'd like to see in 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 what in the Six Nations? Would you be up for seeing a Georgia or a Romania entering the side based on a a promotion relegation league table? I I I would. No, I wouldn't go near that. Okay, um, that's not for me. Would you? Would you be up for that? Would you? As if I was sat here as a neutral, yes, absolutely. I think it it rewards. We saw it last year's World Cup. How far a lot of these sides have come on, and you know the likes of Georgia, Romania, and Namibia that Andy was. You know, obviously Namibia wouldn't come into the Six Nations, no. but you've seen the likes of those sides progress. I think they deserve a seat at rugby's top table or the opportunity to be there. And really, you can only do that if it's a proper meritocracy. And that means you have a side gets promoted and a side gets relegated. So as a as a neutral, I'd say that that is a, a desirable situation. However, <laughs> I, yeah, do think, I do think each of the individual unions would never go for it. Because would you 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 wouldn't want it though, would you? I would want it, yeah. From a personal point of view. From a personal point of view, yes. My concern would be that bearing in mind we can't sell out a stadium against South Africa and Australia. What chance do we stand against Georgia or Romania? Well, we'd have a lot of Georgian fans, wouldn't we? Well, you might do, but it's a hell of a trip. <laughs> do you fancy the away leg? I'd give it a crack. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Well, it would, possibly. I and that would be, be fantastic. Yeah, but I, that's probably part of the problem is I don't think many of the uh, the stuffed suits in the unions fancy a, a weekend away in Tbilisi more than they do a weekend <laughs> away in Rome. Yeah. No, but I, I, d- um, what I don't agree with, I don't think it would be fair to just go, all right, well, let's bring Italy out and chuck Georgia in. I don't think that's fair. No, if you're going to do it, it has to be done on, a, on the grounds of you have a, a system that everyone buys into at the start of the season. So, look, I'd be, I'd be up for it, but I just don't think it's commercially viable unless it's subsidised by World Rugby or the Six Nations as, a, as, a, as an entity. Yeah, I can't see this happening at all. I mean, maybe in, uh, maybe in 10 years' time, it'd be a different, uh, different story, but not well, yet. Well, maybe it will, but at the same time, I don't think anything's going to change at the unions that they're not number one motivated by No one's going no to give on that, are they? So. No, I don't think that's the old turkeys voting for Christmas scenario, isn't it? Where, you know, if you're, particularly if you're Italy or even Wales at the moment, you're not going to put yourself, you know, put your own financial security in jeopardy. You're just going to have to go there on on a little holiday, I think. It's not going to be an away trip there. Well, yeah, I know. Mind you, there is an even worse scenario 
which is that Wales end up getting relegated and we have a season. <laughs> no, we have a season in uh, in the second tier of European rugby. That would be an interesting one with a uh, I don't know a little away leg in you Port- now, Portugal or Spain. That would be all right. We'll, we'll take the Six Nations by storm. Yeah, well, God, that's a, that's another another issue entirely. But yeah, I don't know. For me, I, I think it's something that's I'd love yeah, to see discussed. One. But I mean, they're really coming yeah. on as well, aren't they? But in the meantime, that said, as much as I give, yeah, they are really coming. On. As much as I give the the unions and the governing body a low stick, I think this is a really progressive thing to try and improve the brand of rugby by rewarding sides to go out and, and throw the ball around. The only scenario. Or the only kind of defence of not bringing this in was that in theory you could have a Grand Slam winner or someone win the Grand Slam and not win the title on points. Mm. And they've just negated that by going, okay, well, there's three points to winning the Grand Slam. So a nice bit of common sense, actually, yeah, which I don't yeah. think you see too often in administrators. No, but they had, that, had to, that had to come in, didn't it? Yeah. So, it did. yeah, no, good, good, yeah, good move. But yeah, and, and also it happening in 2017. Yeah. It's, yeah, because quite often when these things are uh, proposed, you're waiting God knows how many years, aren't you, before uh, before things are brought in? Yeah, so I think I think that'll be really interesting. I and what's the worst that happens if we end up with diabolical uh, a diabolical Six Nations recovery? Is we'll just switch it back? Yeah, I don't think we're going. I, I can't, I can't see how it would. Yeah, I can't see how it was, it's only going to improve it, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, the only it's thing just that... sometimes change with a bit of oh, you know, do we, you know. And it should it should benefit change is good. Yeah, well, I think so. Yeah. And it should benefit the Northern Hemisphere sides when it goes into a World Cup because they're used to playing a bonus point system yeah. as well. Yeah. Especially with everyone wanting to play a slightly different and more exciting round of rugby now. Yeah. You're used let's to going it, out looking for that fourth try. Yeah, let's bring it into our, our main tournament then. Yeah. Although yeah, I no, I I agree. I think that'll be a um I think that'll be uh, very good news come Six Nations. Uh bad news for Welsh player with regards to Six Nations, Dan Lydiot will be missing that through injury. Yeah, poor chap. Very nasty injury, isn't he? Is that it all, was. That all year, isn't he? Well, yeah, yeah season, he's going to have an operation, rather. so he's out of the... He's out of the yeah, he'll be out of... Um, for the rest of the season. Yeah. And you never know how he's going to come back to you. I mean, Yeah, I mean, he hadn't been back that long, actually, had he? Because he'd had that shoulder problem, yeah. which he picked up uh, prior to the New Zealand tour. You do, you do feel sorry for him, because like I say, he's always put his body on the line. I think the really... The really disappointing thing, as we said in the last week or the week before, is with him kind of struggling to evolve his game, he needs to go back to the Ospreys and and try and kick on there. And he's not going to have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's, maybe, I think that's a real shame, actually. I do as well. Yeah, mentally, he's going to be in a in a pretty uh, pretty dark place right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's that's probably. Well, he'd be worrying about. Um, be worrying about his Welsh place, then also worrying about his Ospreys, and it's just the worries go on, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he finds a way back. But we did, we did say that could, it could be, uh, might be a little bit too much. Yeah, but I don't know. I, you'd, you'd like to think that there, there will be a role for him to play, and also, the game is changing really, really rapidly. I think there'd be a role. I mean, I'm talking about. You know, interna- As a ball playing six or a, a ball carrying. Well, it, six. internationally, I think we've, mm. you know, we've got we've got a, a lot of options now, haven't we? In that back row, we need, yeah. we've said that we need to have somebody that's uh, that's offering more. So I think he'll come back, but I can't see him. I can't see him getting back into uh, into the Welsh setup personally. If he was fit, do you think he'd have made the Lions tour? No, no, I don't. 
but you could argue that what he does... Gatlin's, Gatlin's a big fan. He is right? a huge fan, isn't he? And what he does do, is there anyone better than him at that? Probably, arguably not. But you've got to, you, you, you've got to have more from him. It's such a critical position, isn't it, Six? You've got to do more than what he does. Yeah, no, I, I, think, we're, I think we're both in agreement with that. I just think that, I don't know, maybe Gatlin would have been tempted. Well, he's got his favourites, hasn't he? So, he has got his yeah. favourites, as yeah. his... As is everyone. As is it. Yeah, really, no, you're really. right. Look, I remember Welsh rugby of 15, well, about 15 years ago when Hansen was in charge of the national side. Yeah. And everyone said, oh, he had his favourites. He's, you know, he's, uh, he, he won't necessarily amount to anything. And, geez, he can have as many favourites as he wants as an all blacks coach, can't he? So, I think if, whilst, we're, whilst we're human, yeah. we're going to have favourites. And, you know, Eddie Jones, people have come out and say Eddie Jones doesn't have favourites. Yeah, he does. Of course he Absolutely. does. Absolutely does. Ford's one of them. Yeah. You know? He can he can miss he can miss fifteen tackles. But also he's in, in the half. He's still in the he's still in the side. He's in that honeymoon period at the moment, Jones as well. And geez, oh, it's a long honeymoon period with fourteen wins in a calendar 14, year. You yeah. can't really argue with that. But he's in that honeymoon period because he keeps doing things right. At some point there will be a difficult Six Nations or a difficult autumn series where questions will be asked and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, you know, George Ford has a, a real clangor or Ben Young's and players will come under pressure then. So yeah, you're right. Everyone, every coach in the world has their favourites. Do you think they're going to uh, they're going to beat the All Blacks unbeaten? Uh, yeah. Well, they... It, they've got a damn good chance. I can't remember which order their games are, but yeah, I mean, if they win the Grand Slam, they will do that. Yeah, they'll do it, won't they? Ireland, I think, will pose a, will pose a difficult threat. I still think they've got. I still think they've got weaknesses. They're not complete. No, I don't. That's the, but that's them. the thing that scares me. Well, because they're winning and they don't look as if they're that great. They're, they're winning, winning a cancer. Like they gave away the, the first quarter of the game at the weekend. Yeah. I thought I thought Australia were uh, were really going to turn up for that, and they looked like yeah in the first ten minutes. Yeah, they were. They England can get the ball. The first twenty, I would say, England were yeah. all over the shop. And suddenly, but we're in the game. And then Australia throw a stupid pass on halfway, just prior to half time, mm. let them back in the game, and uh, and then they blitz them in the second half. But it's it's weird. I mean, Eddie Jones has said subsequently that he didn't, he still doesn't think there's a a world class player in that in that team. He's just yeah, but he's a complete wind-up merchant. He's like he's like Mourinho. I mean, he's, yeah, uh, he's a bit like that. I think he you know he takes the attention away from his players, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does that very very well. Um, I'm looking forward to him coming across, but I've got to be honest. Yeah, I am. Just seeing, seeing the change of tap, but it's horrible watching them watching them cancel these results. Though they've not really hit their straps, they or seem, they haven't needed to. They, seem to be they so, beat Argentina with 14 they seem men. To be so lucky as well. Well, um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I do. You, make, you do make that. your own luck, though, don't you? Yeah, we were unlucky in that semi final in twenty in twenty eleven, but we still should have won it. Yeah, you know, but yeah. there we go. Yeah, I digress. Looking good. Um, someone who I think would be very, very lucky, and by the time you're listening to this, this may well be out of date. But some, you know, some rumours linking Rob Howley with a the Lions, a Lions coaching role. Yeah, it was good to hear you um, off air backing him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly haven't been backing him on air, have I? Put your Howley T-shirt on tonight. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my Rob Howley vest. Um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd be. Oh God. Do you? He's, he's going to go, isn't he? Right, I'm either going to sound really stupid now, or because I think by the time people listen to this, it will this is going to be made. He can't go. If he's picked, he has to say no, or the union have to say no. You can't have him sat there 
off the back of a turbulent autumn with one eye on oh god oh well I know we've been I know we've been beaten by Scotland but well Finn Russell had a great game you just can't have it yeah. like they've got to know we've already been decimated by the fact that Gatlin's been allowed to yeah. to go we've lost a huge amount of stability off the back of that so no that that can't happen and you'll know who the coaches are by the time you listen to this anyway and I don't know maybe I'll have calmed down a bit you just got my tempers up by talking about Hanley again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, he, he can't go for me, he can't go for me no. either. I agree. Should we move on swiftly? It's a no-no. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move on quickly to some uh, some more nostalgic news. So last week we had Nicky Robinson returning to a former club. This week it's another outside half. James Hook links up with the Ospreys. Yeah, or will good, link up with the Ospreys. Good signing. I do think it's a good signing. Yeah, I think it's a very, very good signing. Very, very shrewd move, that. Yeah, the boys will be, you know, uh, Dan and Sam will be away, won't they, with uh, with Wales now? Yeah, and uh, he'll be straight in there. Well, it's he... never, it's never going to be bad when you sat there thinking, "All oh, right, we've got a game Friday night against Glasgow or whatever," or need a bit of cover in midfield, even if both of those are fit. Yeah, that's it. You can play twelve, thirteen, yeah, fifteen. Yeah, a bit of a lock. I mean, any he'll play, any play anywhere, won't he? Can't play lock. Anyway, where where do you think he'll play? Is he gonna, is he going to be a starter for the O's? Hooky, mm. I think he'll start at ten, but when uh, only when the boys aren't there. All right, well when they're fit, do you think there's room in the twenty-three or even in the fifteen for him? You need a big squad, right? Yeah, um, definitely the twenty-three because he covers so many positions. So mm. he's going to be on. He's going to be in that twenty-three more often than not. But that's the that's the curse of James Hook's career, though, isn't it? That he uh, that he's kind of played and yeah. filled in in all of these positions. It is. It is. Yeah, I feel sorry for him because he's. Uh, he can play well in a number of positions and then maybe that's affected why he hasn't been able to be outstanding in any of those positions but it's arguably uh, coaches have had a have had an effect on that yeah honest. of course um, but he'll be he's a brilliant signing because of, because of his versatility um, and I you, you never know with him you never know whether he'll uh, whether he'll get a starting spot it won't be a 10 but he might creep in somewhere else in the you know might creep in the midfield Still think he's got a lot, a fair bit to offer a centre. At the I always, the I always felt actually that he played his best rugby at centre for Wales anyway. Yeah. And there was a time when he was playing some great rugby for the Ospreys. I put up a, a highlights reel on the Facebook page a couple of days ago. I might have seen that. Yeah. Which yeah, which again a few people commented on and said, uh, you know, kind of had differing uh, differing opinions on Hooky and said, look, he's gone downhill since those. But just looking at that highlights reel, you. I'd I'd forgotten what a talent he was. Oh, it's a brilliant, brilliant player. His, his, his skills are just you know right up there, and they way above most. Is this move a couple of years too late though? You know, when he came back from Perpignan, rather than going to Gloucester, if he'd have come back to the Ospreys or one of the Welsh regions, then would he have stood a better chance prolonging his international career, which yeah. looks to be over. He wouldn't have, would he? Gallant, Gallant for whatever reason, didn't. Uh, I mean, he had a couple, you know, he gave him a couple of chances, didn't he? But he never, he never performed, and uh, and, the, and that door was shut. I, yeah, I, I always felt he got a bit of a bum deal post twenty eleven, because he'd for so long kind of been Steve-O's understudy. I felt he'd kind of enough credit in the bank to warrant a bit of a crack at ten, although the the semi final was not his was not his finest hour. I felt he was kind of discarded a bit too quickly after that. Yeah, for me, I would have had him um, 
so in, in one of the cent, you know, in the centre spots, I think that's where he could have been. He could have been really, really strong for us. He had, some, he had some fantastic games for Wales and for the Ospreys in the centre. You, you know that big, strong fend. Um, yeah, pacey, big boot. Yeah. I'm surprised how many caps he's had. You know, he's had a like lot, a load, of, he's had yeah. a lot of caps. Was he in his set seventy? Seventy-six Yeah, definitely. So he's had a lot of caps. Um, I'm really pleased that he's uh, that he's back. I think it's a good move. And and when we're talking about there being a lack of ball playing, well, anywhere backs forwards within uh, within the Welsh setup, it's good to see him playing. Uh, it'll be good to see him playing again because that's one thing he certainly doesn't lack is his uh, his handling skills. Yeah, exactly. Another. Yeah, another option in the uh, in the centre. Obviously, Ashley Be- Ashley Beck's been had another great great game, didn't he? Yeah, big fa- big fan of Ashley Beck. It's been, been it's a, just had yeah. rotten luck with injuries. Yeah, Absolutely he's, rotten he's luck. Only, he's only young. Yeah, I forget how young he is. He's twenty he's twenty four, I think. Twenty five. If, if he could stay injury, fr- if he could stay injury free, I, I worry whether he's got the pace for international level. But at Pro Twelve level. He is a fantastic centre, and we were bemoaning last week that a lot of the regions are reliant on on overseas ball playing centres: mm. Hadley Parks, Hallahollow, Lilo, Matavesi. Well, actually, Beck is a ball playing. Oh, is a ball playing centre. Tearing the pitch up, wasn't yeah. he? Um, and every time he's fit, he starts every single time. So that's testament to how good he is. Um, I'd love yeah, to. It's just a shame it's only ever a few times a year, isn't it? I'd, I'd love to see him get a, a good run of uh, a good run of games under his belt because he's a he's a really gifted player. A, exciting yeah. to watch as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's nice to watch, and he uh, yeah he had a pretty complete performance, didn't he? He's just when he's played for Wales, he um, he just hasn't yeah it hasn't quite clicked, does it? But uh, well, he's had, he's had limited opportunity. I think he did he did well. Um, Tore down under in 2012. Yeah. He had a good test there. Some, I remember him um, showing some great touches in midfield. Other than that, I can't remember he played in that awful game against Samoa in he 2012 as well. He hasn't had a run, has he? It's been the odd. It's been oh, the odd. He hasn't had a run playing for anyone, though, has he? That's the thing. Because what was his name? Was it a hippie? He's yeah, he's had a lot of hip injuries. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, hopefully he'll... Um, yeah, it's good to see anyway. Yeah, and if you can keep him fit, add hooking in, add hooky into the mix... Next season, Sam Davies at ten, Matavizi. You got some serious options in that, what in a that squad. back line. Yeah, it is um, very exciting. Scoring tries for fun, aren't they? Yeah, talking of tries, plenty of tries on offer in the uh, in the Welsh Prem over the weekend as well. So that goes on a little break now, which I think is a little um, opportunity for us to have a look and see who's going to make that who's going to make that top eight because we're getting to that stage now with only three games to. With only three games to go for, that's decided. And a few players have all of a su- uh, sorry, a few teams have all of a sudden started to make a surge towards that uh, towards that eighth spot. Yeah, it was a really above. exciting weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, some uh, some results that I didn't expect. What uh, what in particular caught your eye? Um, the Cardiff result. So Cardiff Cardiff beat Thlethley. Yeah, um, that's and... that's put the nail in the coffin for uh, for Thlethley, isn't it? Really, there's no chance of them getting out of the. Yeah, which is which is sad really for a you know big you know big side. Yeah, um, Cardiff brought a couple of their. I mean, Cam Dolan, Cam Dolan, like a world beater in that side, didn't he? He, just, he was strolling. He looked so yeah. quick, didn't he? He looked, and, <laughs> yeah, he looked absolutely. He looked rapid. like a giant, and then. You but see had this turn of pace, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just he was almost sort of waving to people as he's running by them. But he's not he's not hit that 
you know, he's never looked that outstanding for the Blues, has he? I don't know, yeah. maybe Blues fans um, maybe Blues fans would disagree, but I've not seen a huge amount of him playing for Cardiff. Blues to step up, doesn't it? Well, it does. And this is actually a, a kind of a sub-question I wanted to get, get onto is... As the second team, I mean, we've said we've said we've enjoyed watching it and and seeing some of these results over the over the course of this season. But is it a good enough level to provide players for or to be the the feeder into the into the regions? There's a, there's a huge gap, yeah, in in the quality, isn't there? Yeah, massive. Um, you see that when you watch. It. I, I mean, I've really enjoyed the the prem, mm. but um, no, it's not strong enough. I think part of that really. is the is the romanticism of it's great to watch Cardiff and Clanetley our teams as as you remember them yeah. and you know and Ponty and Merthyr and uh, and these kind of teams going at you know having proper full blooded games yes. but the quality isn't isn't where it needs to be in order to in order to um, you know to be that next tier of, of rugby but. Then what do you expect if there's if there's no money in it? You know that's that's kind of what um, that's kind of what you expect. I think the thing that kind of annoyed me a bit watching Scrum Five over the weekend is Jiffy was very sneering about it, and I think well, at the same time, okay, there may be problems with the um, with the gap being too large, but at the same time, you know, these are still people's clubs. People still go out and turn up and watch and watch these sides play, and you shouldn't. It's kind of almost like being a, a Premier League football fan and sneering at, at yeah, Championship or League One and going kind of, oh, well, you know, that's... That shouldn't go on. If anything, you know, you should offer, you know, make, make a couple of suggestions on what could be done to help out yeah. the, the, the Prem because the stronger the Prem, the, uh, you know, the stronger the stronger the regions, or should, you should go like that, shouldn't yeah. you? But we have... Uh, what could be done then, Dan? Oh, God, I, I was hoping you weren't going to ask that. I know. You, you kind of uh, set yourself up for that there, didn't you? We'd uh, we'd need another show on yeah. this, but um, well, I think I we, think you're right. And what what we'd absolutely love is to hear from from fans of of prem sides, and you know what you would like mm-hmm. to see. But again, maybe maybe there's there's probably a, a large amount of fans of Premiership sides who kind of don't aren't necessarily bothered that it it doesn't feed the regions. Particularly, you know, why, watch, should, why should you? That's the thing. If you're watching, you're just looking at the, you know, just look at the names. You know, Ponty, Evervale, Bajen, Dabaravan, Newport. You know, Cross Keys. It's it's great, isn't it? Mm. I've got a smile on my face just looking at the names, yeah. and it's yeah. I mean, you know, with the regions, we've gone over it quite a few times, haven't we? Just I've we've both of them. We thoroughly enjoyed the Prem, yeah. And probably a lot of that is because it's the old teams that we've known and grown up with, yeah. Um, yeah, sides in puts, there. Sides in there you enjoy watching. Sides in there that you hate. <laughs> sides yeah, in there. Well, that's what makes it. Yeah, isn't it, it is. Know, the hatred, Great derbies. The, yeah, the derbies. And that's yeah. what's missing from the Pro Twelve. Absolutely. It's like yeah. we said before. Well, a lot know. of the games you just you've got you've got no interest in watching, and you look at these games and um, the fixture list excites you, doesn't it? You look at oh, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a Gwent derby or a West Wales yeah. derby or a Valleys derby. Yeah. They they kind of stand out on the on the fixture list, and that's you know that's a that's a big issue. That's that's one issue that the Prem doesn't have that you do have with um, with regional rugby. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I know where we 
I know where we're, we're sort of moving towards yeah. with this uh, with this talk here. But, but again, um, that'll that'll probably have to wait for another. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to for another podcast. It. Let's let's bring it back then to what we were kind of um, what we were chatting about at the start of uh, of this look at the prem. Who's going to make that? Who's going to make that top eight? Because it's kind of a yeah. The top is starting to take shape. Uh, well, I mean, it's there've been a few front runners from the from the whole of the season, really. So, Merthyr, they're a shirt. They look home and hose, don't they? To yeah, make that as as do for me, Aberavon and RGC. Agreed. Yeah, Ponty are in. I think Ponty are in. Now it gets a little bit more interesting. Mm. I think Landevry. Yeah, what are you saying? In. They're in. Yeah. Um, I Cardiff. Think, I think Cardiff will make a search. Yeah. Um, if they, they, they look to be, they're massively on the app, aren't they? Um, I wonder whether Cross Keys are going to sneak in. I think I think Newport. I, I know I would say that, but <laughs> on a hell of a run. And again, yeah, that's another, brilliant, brilliant another run. great result. Yeah, another great result at the weekend. It's a great, re- great win over uh, Aberavon, wasn't it? Yeah, close, who've, who've had a, who've had a great season themselves. So yeah, that's I a think, massive uh, win for them. Yeah. yeah, good. It's a good. That's a good call. Um, so who's going to miss? Who's going to miss out? That's currently in the top right, eight. Then? So my top eight will be Merthyr, Aberavon, RGC, Ponty, Bedwas, Cardiff. Newport and Landavery. So you, so you I'm think, saying, you think Quinn, Quinn's miss out? I think Quinn's will miss out, yeah. I think you might be right there. Yeah, I think you could be right. Is this going to be another one, Dan, where you sit on the fence for, for 10 minutes, which I have to edit out? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there, hasn't been, there hasn't been any editing, is there? No, I, I don't possess, you, the, you I don't probably, possess the skills to edit this properly. When, I, when I'm running through the team and I start, uh, start at 10. Yes, yeah. uh, that's going to continue. I would love to. Um, I'd love to have the the time to uh, and the ability to be able to edit these things, but I simply don't have either of those, unfortunately. Do you want my eight? Yes, let's have your eight. I'm starting at eight. No, uh, Murtha, Aberavon, RGC, Ponty, Bedwas, Landavery, Cardiff, and I'm going to go Cross Keys. Cross in Keys there. over Newport. No. We'll see. A little wager on that? Yeah, go on. How much? Nothing much, because it's... Uh... Well, yeah, all right. Well, let's, let's have a tenner on that, shall we? All right. All right, tenner it is. Fine. Tenner says, tenner says Newport make it over cross keys. Come on the keys. All right, well, we'll see. Either way, we'll find out on that soon enough. As you say, there's a, a bit of a break now, um, but then some uh, some cracking fixtures coming up over uh, over the festive period. And uh, we will be previewing a load of rugby um, into the festive period on a later edition of the podcast as well. So make sure you uh, stay tuned for that one. And as we say, drop us a line at Attacking Scrum, facebook.com forward slash Attacking Scrum and leave us a review on iTunes. Or uh, just tell your mates old-fashioned word of mouth. But uh, that's it for another edition of Attacking Scrum podcast. I will look forward to chatting to you soon. Cheers. Podcast Network.